You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time. Please, it's terrible. No, it's not. I know June. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty. Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. Welcome to Above the Garage, a Nick and June, The Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to our spoiler-free analysis of Season 2, Episode 13 of The Handmaid's Tale, the Season 2 finale called The Word. Uh, let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Claudia. Hi, I'm Marigold. Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Kate. So the last episode, obviously... Eden died for love and it's so sad in the beginning of this episode when they're hanging her clothes on the clothesline outside and June's voiceover says this is all she leaves behind there won't be a marker anywhere heretics don't get to rest in peace here they use them as animal feed Aunt Lydia told us that at the Red Center waste not want not all we leave behind is the uniform wife handmaid Martha mother daughter girlfriend queen bitch criminal sinner heretic prisoner so I guess the handmaids are redeeming themselves from their sinning through yeah. handmaidery. Do they get, no, they get markers because we saw that in the beginning or yeah. in the middle of this season. Ugh, turning her into animal feed is just very upsetting. But me. I would assume that's only the handmaids that die, like who are heretics. Well, the, like the ones that died in earlier in the season, they died in a bombing. I would assume if a handmaid yeah. died because she got hung, because she was having an affair, she would also yeah. just be turned into animal feed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Are we sure that this is, um, we have to take this literally because I was so horrified at the sentence that they use as animal feed? Yeah, no, I wouldn't put it past them literally turning them into animal feed at all. But yeah, it threw me off just because her speech went into like handmaids, Martha's, et cetera, et cetera. But I guess it's just those that send her not given markers. No, I think it's about the uniform when she um, lifts the people, right? Mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. that they left behind so gotcha. um, even if they get get an um a marker gotcha and then rita and june are packing her clothes in a suitcase and june asks if she thinks that eden sewed them herself and rita says probably and she just says she was a child and i treated her like shit and june says well i slept with her husband and then rita just says i should have tried uh, which is true everyone should have tried harder but it's so hard in Gilead when you're just struggling to like survive mm-hmm. I think even like as like watchers I remember the first time around being super annoyed with Eden and now yeah, like, yeah now I'm like bad. oh like he was just a child <laughs> yeah I right. was so worried that uh, especially when she I mean she picked stuff up and you got the anxiety that she will tell on them the whole time mm-hmm. And I really thought she would do that and they would go that route and this yeah. completely threw me. Yeah, that's they set that up, I think, too, when she was implying she would turn Nick in for being yeah, a gender sure. traitor. That made us all think, oh, she's so Gileadian that she'll turn them in for whatever she finds, which is not necessarily true because, I don't know, at mm-hmm. some point she changed to understand mm-hmm. and Gilead was not the god that she was so passionate about. And that's when... June finds her Bible, which she's taking notes like all over. And I think that that's just so, that's such a moving reveal to me. Rita didn't really look like it was news to her that June yeah. told her that she slept with Nick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always wondered about the sentence, I slept with her husband. So is she saying before they were um, married or is she saying she slept with him while he was her husband i'm really glad you asked i've always wondered that too yeah i feel like before i feel like nick wouldn't want to have endangered the baby after she nearly bled out (gasps) and that was the night they got married i mean i don't know i mean when he brought her the news from uh canada Uh she looked like it wasn't something new that he would just go up in her room so yeah that's why maybe but didn't it say in the script notes that like it had been months since they had touched, like, because he could feel, like, her curves under yeah. her nightgown. Um, yes, I think so. Since the, since the hospital, because the hospital but, was yeah. the first time. Yeah. yeah, that they kissed, yeah. 
Right, but that wasn't in the script. That was unscripted. So I think yeah. the script was assuming that the hospital hadn't happened. But either way, oh. I feel like they haven't had sex, but I hope they have. I agree. Me too. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think they had. <laughs> I don't think so. But I did think the phrasing was interesting. Yeah. Because like I said, it would it was, make yeah. it would make you think that she has slept with him while they were married. Yeah. You Maybe know. she was just saying that because she was carrying his baby and still from that time she slept with her husband and she never told her that this is his baby and yeah mm -hmm. maybe it's like more like this but the other thing was always that Rita just looked like okay yeah I know <laughs> yeah and we never got to see that she notices anything so. yeah she doesn't even react she just like no. continues on about Eden yeah yeah I would love to have known exactly when she found out which I believe I think she had to have known before that scene where they're holding hands because come on look at them mm -hmm. but I think that that's maybe when she did because previous to that she says something like shitty when when he marries Eden like I can't remember what it was but something you wouldn't say to someone that was in love with someone that just married someone else oh yeah you know? I know yeah I bet that mm -hmm. when June escaped I bet she probably had like an inkling of I mean because Nick was stealing Rita's coffee and yeah I, I love to think that maybe yeah. she noticed that um nick's um supply of clothing had gone down since true <laughs> nick gave her some of his clothes yeah I, I like to think of her being noticing like the missing coffee and being like oh I yeah she's safe somewhere mm -hmm. i would wish that he uh, would have told her and they would have cared for all this together that would be have been very nice but i guess they yeah. weren't at that level then of trust yeah i thought it was interesting before june found the bible she opened like a box of yes. edens with oh. like a photo with her her and her sister yeah. and then like a stuffed animal bear maybe yeah it, it was a teddy bear yeah yeah so i think the bear was just you know supposed to be another like symbol to us that like she was such a child yeah i saw that too yeah, so the scene was actually supposed to be different too per the script. So Nick was actually supposed to bring in the box of Eden's things. Oh. And while Nick was in the kitchen with them, June was supposed to try and grab his hand to still comfort him, you know, like she did at the end of the last episode. And he was still like, even in front of Rita, but he was still supposed to just leave without saying anything because he was still so um, affected by what had happened to Eden. Mm -hmm. All right. So Eden was breaking Gilead law this whole time for her passion and love of God. And it was a moving reveal to me. And June takes it directly to Serena in the greenhouse where Serena is talking to Holly about lilies, which is not irrelevant. Lilies are the most commonly associated with funeral services as they symbolize the innocence that has been restored to the soul of the departed. Hmm. Uh, I figured they picked that flower for a reason mm -hmm. and she starts calling out or she starts by calling her Mrs. Waterford but very quickly switches to Serena like familiarity and she's like look she she shows her the bible and she wrote notes all over it and Serena takes it and she's flipping through it and so, like there's so many notes in this I wondered what Eden was doing with her time I'm glad that she was doing something mm -hmm. and then Serena's response is seems like Eden was hiding a multitude of sins I get the feeling that Serena is torn though anyway but she's just oh, yeah. going along with that mm -hmm. answer yeah, yeah she like, was immediately but i feel like in general the relationship or dynamics between serena june and then eden and holly are actually a really huge theme in this episode because they mm -hmm. have later they have several scenes yeah mm -hmm. and then june reacts strongly to serena's lack of reaction what sins what sins was she hiding she was 15 she was trying to understand god for fuck's sake serena she was trying to read the bible and serena is like don't use that language around my daughter my daughter will be raised properly and she will obey the word of god and then june screams she cannot read his word um mm -hmm. and serena yells at her to get out but june leaves her with the bible and you can see that it's gotten to her ah uh, did, did you see her look when she closed the door and looked at serena like June's, yeah oh my god <laughs> livid yeah oh uh, i noticed something serena uh was saying after don't use that language in front of my daughter she says, do you understand me? Oh, Again, I, I never have heard it, but this time I had the captions on again and was looking for clues, so I noticed it better. Ooh. Yeah, do you understand me? That's funny, she says it a lot, as it turns out. Well, there's one thing that I really hate about this scene is that June sort of at least seems like, or at least pretends that she's accepted that her daughter is yeah. the water daughter. Like, she's yeah. your daughter. Yeah. 
although she's obviously June's daughter, not hers. Right. But it is sort of like, I don't know if she's pretending or if she's sort of coming to terms with what's happening. I think she's manipulating. I think she knows the best way to get to them is mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Yeah. their bullshit. I think uh, she con- tries to convince herself that she's okay with it too, because she thinks she has no uh, other chance. Because later on, we will get to this when she talks to Fred, there's a moment where I thought she really thought that she had no chance in uh, getting to see her daughter grow up. So I think she really resigned to that a bit. Yeah, yeah. but I will, I will come to that later when, when we get there. So. so then we're in the Waterford's living room and Eden's father is apologizing to Nick, vomit. Nick's doing his nervous finger twisting and he says what he's supposed to, by his mercy, all will be forgiven. And they shake hands and Nick walks out strangely close to June. It almost seemed like he touched her, but I doubt that he did or would in that scene. And Fred's being like an unbelievable asshole to this dad. And I want to murder him until I switch my murderous desires to the father in a second. Um, and the dad says, thanks for welcoming Eden to your home. And Fred says, grave mistake as it turns out. Paid with sin and deception. What an asshole. Like, oh, anyway. Yeah. Eden's dad says that he's ashamed and, and Serena is like trying to be nice and says Eden spoke a lot about your farm and how much she missed it and your family and and it's even more baffling when the dad says that like what he did when the dad says she was the light of my life and um, Serena said she had a kind heart then Fred asks if she has another daughter and the dad says yes Fred says make sure she learns from Eden and uh, that's when it's just like the worst moment ever the dad Mm -hmm. says yes she was home when eden arrived with the boy and we called the authorities immediately and i love that june is horrified enough to speak out of turn you turned her in and fred is like thrilled like oh that kind of faith is rare indeed it reflects well upon your family and serena has the sense to be horrified like june is but like what the fuck like immediately too i mean it doesn't matter calling them at all is insane but just the whole having such shitty parents is the saddest thing yeah because if your parents aren't going to protect you in gilead what hope do you have at all none none and it's heartbreaking to find that out for her right she went to the Mm -hmm. farm because she believed that her parents would protect her Mm -hmm. and that her family loves her and no they love gilead more than you yeah and serena was really i think that moment really hit on her because even even before he says that they turned her in uh, the moment he says he has another daughter I think she's reminded of the fact that he will have to marry off another daughter to another commander that is probably mm-hmm. not weak and a shitty one that uh, will rape her constantly. And I think, I mean, she was thrilled with Nick's and Eden's wedding back then, but she didn't have the baby at the time. I think it mm-hmm. just really changed things for her. And now she's um, imagining herself in that moment and she's thinking, yeah, oh my God, they have another one and they have to go through all of that again. I think that that really hit her and then they say, okay, we turn her in. So, oh my God. So that's why she's so extremely horrified. Yeah, because she did look upset from the moment he said he had another daughter on, mm-hmm. like more mm-hmm. upset. But it just, it drives me crazy when you see people that can't empathize until they have experienced the exact same situation and then suddenly they understand why did you not have the capacity to think about another person's feelings before this you know right and also I think she knows Fred and she knows Fred would not hesitate to turn in you know her daughter their daughter to save his own rear end Mm -hmm. oh definitely right and Fred's praising him right Mm -hmm. yeah reinforce that once again, I have to go back to Nick because I noticed something. When we see Rita and June stand in the room, Rita is, oh, Rita is so sad. I, I almost cried with her when she turned up and had to leave the room. Yeah. But before that moment, uh, you saw that they had a gap that was wider than one person. So you could just walk through it. But when Nick came and left the room, he had to go between them. And it looked like he was purposely going closer to June. Yeah. Because he, mm-hmm. he uh, almost, it looked like he had to squeeze through, but that the gap was big enough. So he mm-hmm. could have just Wouldn't walked. need to. Yeah. Right. And he, uh, he turns his whole body to her when he passes her. And, and he even stalls a bit 
So it, I think it was the first time he was trying to get a bit of comfort from mm -hmm. her. Just by standing close to her. Yeah, because yeah. in the moments before, he always tried to not have her near him because he didn't want to break. But yeah. I think the moment with the dad just was one thing too much and he needed yeah. her, mm -hmm. but he couldn't. And she was leaning her head to him like in season one when they weren't even dating. Like, I, I don't know if we could say that they ever dated, but yeah. <laughs> when she was uh, having feelings for him and mm -hmm. they didn't even really talk to each other, she did that same thing when he came in to the room and st stood behind her and she was leaning herself towards him and she did the same thing now so i thought that was really cute i hope that the bodies touched when he grazed her so. yes. <laughs> no i noticed that too and i was like why because he paused too as if yeah he, did. he was touching or something i don't know it was kind of sweet one thing that i really like too with this scene is that we get to see the contrast between nick and fred really eden supposedly sinned against nick it wasn't fred mm -hmm. and Nick is so forgiving and obviously how could he not be and mm -hmm. then you know Fred just lays it on Eden's dad with guilt and yeah it's just a cool dichotomy of like how different Nick and Fred are a good guy and a bad guy are yeah I like that too it's as if Eden had cheated on Fred yeah <laughs> but um Nick is even going that far that he I mean he puts the whole blame on, on himself right so yeah I mean like he said by his mercy, all will be forgiven. Like, that's mm -hmm. the most Gilead way of saying, like, you're forgiven. Like, it's not her right. fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, he, he couldn't say it's his fault, but I think he won't, would have wanted to. Well, yeah. Of course, he feels like it's his fault. We see that, yeah. you know, and him rejecting June's hand. And, oh, it's so much pain. They're so good at that. The craziest thing, too, like, yeah, like you said, Sarah, it feels like, I mean, it's obvious that Fred, like, actually feels like he was betrayed, right? Yeah. And it's just so nuts with his like cheating on the side and all of that, that how mm -hmm. he can mentally maintain this uh, uh, fascinating study in insanity, I guess. Yeah. So then the dad leaves and Fred's walking <laughs> out and June asks, what are you going to do when they come for your daughter? And it looks like to me, it looked like Fred was leaving. Yes. Yeah. And he, like, I guess I thought he left, but he shuts the, the first time, but he shuts the door and he comes back in and he slaps June telling her to mind her tongue. And June's had enough and she slaps him back hard. I think that's like such a good slap. Way to go. Mm -hmm. It is. It was hard. And he grabs her face and pushes her under the couch and says, the mouth of a woman is a deep pit. He that falls there and will suffer. You are the misery of all men, all of you. So it doesn't even matter that June rebels. He just hates all women anyway. So I'm glad that she does. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. But it's the first time he raises his hand against June, right? He never, I mean, she was a bit defiant um, before I mean he rapes her of course but we know that it's horrible enough but he um, right in anger hitting him I think he um, accepted her her way of talking sometimes yeah yes. yeah and now he's just snapping but that's just that's kind of a victory for June as yes. Rita and June kind of celebrated so because... why do we think that Fred has been so affected apparently by by what happened to Eden that he gets so mad at June at this time. Yeah. So what happened to make him like this at this point in time? Why not before? Yeah, I think it's the fact that it's slowly sinking into him that no, not one of the women in his household are really following his rules. And now June does it again. And it's just it, because he references it later. Bring me one obedient woman in this household. Yeah. So I think it was like he realizes that he has not the upper hand in this household because he is surrounded by women and no one really truly follows his orders. I think, yeah, I agree with that. And I think too, just like in the end with Nick, that I think he's starting to understand that he doesn't feel feelings that he should maybe. Like maybe th this should be affecting him when she says what happens when they come for your daughter. Yeah. But it doesn't. He really has very empty soul. I, he doesn't ever, we haven't seen him really ever bond with the baby. I don't know that he cares though. The crazy thing is that he had feelings for under, uh, another human before. Because before Gilead, we knew that he was deeply in love with Serena. He followed her everywhere. And it's like like the power draw every ounce of love and yeah. compassion out of him. And 
he's such a different person ever since he murdered that first woman do you think that he truly ever like loved serena though i think he did it looked like that but i don't know it's just he's probably was a narcissist ever since he was a grown-up but i think the fact that he truly followed her and wasn't the one calling everything was Mm -hmm. um speaking more that he was really eating her shit up yeah. yeah it seemed like it yeah i would say that it seemed like he loved her too but i guess you could go back to him saying love is just lust with a mar- good marketing yeah. campaign maybe so, it was just like the honeymoon period we're seeing that's like lust yeah i don't know i just noticed that maybe he hadn't felt true power before and ever since he got the power yeah one taste of power changed him right do you think that he's happier I mean, I guess he must think he's happier now than when he was happy with Serena. Do you guys think that, like, he actually is happy with power? No, I don't think so. He's constantly angsty that it all goes away again from him, that it will be taken. Like, when you you want money because you think money will make you happy, and then Mm. when you got that money, you are afraid that it all goes away and you can't afford anything anymore. I think it's the same with power. I don't have both, though. But yeah. All right. So then we're Rita's in June's room with ice asking how it feels. And June says her face is fine, but she may have broken her hand. And Rita smiles and says, praise be. I love their relationship at this point. They're fully friends and yeah. Yeah. hate Fred and, you know. And then Nick's coming in the room as Rita's walking out. And obviously, since it's in our intro, uh, <laughs> we love when she says, your girlfriend is a badass. And he smiles at her and laughs. It's a quiet Nick laugh. He knows she's a badass. He knows his girlfriend is a badass. Uh, and then June starts saying it's okay to him because she knows he's broken. Um, she knows the guilt that he feels over Eden. And he's letting her see him like as vulnerable in this scene. Yeah. What I love though too is like, it's so Nick for him to like, he comes into the room, but he hangs by like the door frame. Like yeah. where like he doesn't like demand her comfort. Like you can tell he wants it, but he doesn't want to impose like his grief on her. Right. I love the fact that when Rita passed him and looked at him it's like she's giving him the absolution that she's okay with the fact that I, I like she's saying it's okay that you are with her and yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that because she probably knows that he's uh, gu- feeling guilt about Eden too right. like she does and like everyone does in the household probably except Fred almost <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's why I like all the different layers to, every time she says it's okay it feels like she's saying it's okay for something different you know like, yeah 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 right yeah when she's I was trying talking to about him. Rita first oh so, Rita I'm sorry yeah. I'm, no, no, it's okay. no I, I was saying because Rita looked at him uh it's the first time since June said um that they have a thing that they are um a couple basically and uh she sees she looks at him and and gives him this is the first person except June that knows that they have something so her her being to him like it's okay she's a girlfriend uh own up to this fact right it's like she's giving them the absolution that it's okay. Yeah. yeah I love that. I like and acknowledgement as a couple too. So we're like recognizing them that they're a couple. Yeah. I'm sure that's, exactly. that's a really yeah. good thing for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like glowing up. He's still after the chuckle when she says the girlfriend is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks at June when Rita leaves and she's still smirking and so happy and proud <laughs> and yeah, and then everything falters and his head drops. And that's when June feels the need to finally step up to him. Oh, oh God, I don't know. No, it's an amazing scene. And it's, it's a, I think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is one of the first times and maybe the first time that June comforts yes. Nick, mm-hmm. which is very significant. You know, it's always she's going to him and he's comforting her. Um, but this is now her saying that he is hurting. and you know, even though he has come to the room to comfort her, mm-hmm. she is going to go and give him the comfort that he needs in that moment, which I think is just speaks volumes for the progression of their relationship over these two seasons. It's just, it's so beautiful, such a beautiful touching moment between yeah. these two. And I just love it so much. Do you think that she, he went there to comfort her? Do you think he even knows about yeah. her? I think so. Laugh? Yeah. I think yeah. it's another thing to his guilt. He feels like um, now his love got hurt 
because of the fact, I mean, he always knows that she's a prisoner and he's like a bit of a guardian and yeah. Uh, but she just was assaulted and he can't help, couldn't help her mm. above on all the shit that happened before. And then probably he thinks about the fact that he can't be with his baby too because he, she just cried. I, I mean, I think it, feel, it feels like everything just drops on him mm. once again. Have you guys noticed, like, after she reaches up and touches his face, you almost see, like, his shoulders seem very tense. And when she touches yeah. his face, his shoulders drop. And, like, his whole body, like, he, he, he loses all of, yes, he loses all of his tension. It's it's so beautiful, all the little things. Yeah, he has tears in his eyes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how Max does it, but it's always within a second he looks normal and then suddenly his eyes are flooding mm-hmm. yeah and then they hear that baby crying and june has a brilliant idea and she takes nick's hand and brings him to the nursery and when rita sees them she understands immediately and hands the baby to june and then watches through the crack as june teaches nick how to hold his baby daughter and it's super sweet and rita smiles and then the smile turns into like she looks resolved as she closes the doors Mm -hmm. Uh, but we get to stay and watch the sweetest scene ever as June introduces Nick to his daughter and he's like crying for a happy reason now and she says look what we made and he's totally overwhelmed and then she kisses him on the cheek and finally tells him she loves him he's told her that twice that we've seen and and she hasn't let herself say it back yet I think the timing of each was bad (laughs) but And I think it's clear that she's felt it for a really long time, but now she's mm-hmm. all in and they have their sweet family moment and Nick tries to bring the baby even closer. I love that afterwards after she says, I love you. And he like pulls her in closer. Like they can't be close enough as a family. And my caption said, he said, Hey, come here. You're really sweet. That's what mine says too. Yeah. And he's supposed to, he says, Hey, sweetie. When like this mm-hmm. camera is showing, he whispers it. It's, you can't hear it unless you're watching the captions, but Mm-hmm. I think that's adorable. I feel like June said I love you to Nick because she knew that he needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she felt it previously, but like right. she finally said it because she knows that like he's going through some shit. Yeah. And I, I also whenever I like we do our rewatches and like the episode title, I know the word is, you know, referring to the Bible, but then I also thought maybe it was referring to the word love yeah that's a little cheesy but no i like that and there's always multiple meanings yeah right and i realized that i i don't know why i didn't notice this before but it's like the ending of season one all over again but in reverse because last season finale she just noticed she's pregnant and she's devastated and she's on a low point she was hit they found out about her and Fred and she's pregnant and she didn't want to be pregnant, everything. And they basically were broken up by then. And he comes in and hears that she's pregnant and she sees her state and he brings her everything. He shows her that he's all in. He didn't give a shit that Serena was there and he gave her a family. And now June did the reverse. He's broken. And she realized he needs that. He needs to give in the fact that he has a family now too. And yeah, it's the same, exact same scene, reverse, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. And he's so lost for words. I love it. Yeah, I I really like, I'm sure you've all seen the script to screen video they have for this scene that's on YouTube that Hulu released, which I love. Um, but what was really telling is, and even looking at the script, because it was different on page, just a little bit, but Nick had no scripted dialogue in that scene at all. Yet the way Max played it, you can tell every emotion he's feeling. Like, I think the only direction he had was Nick is very overwhelmed, which yes, but (laughs) he played it so well. And you can see all the emotions, like the love, the fear, the devotion. And, you know, it goes back to what Claudia said in the previous scene. I don't know how Max does it. He gets so little, but then he gives us so much with what he has. And I just love it. I'm just in awe every time we get one of their scenes. I think he should really have gotten that Emmy, maybe earlier, the nomination even, because yeah. it's like he does so much. I'm, yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's crazy. It's understated, but very powerful and poignant. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it makes it makes Nick so much more real and human. I don't. I just think he plays Nick perfectly. I did read the book. I like Nick in the book. I love Nick in the show. Yeah, 
So then June and Janine and Emily are walking to the wall where Eden and Isaac are hanging, super sad. And Janine's giving June shit for being negative. June says they drowned her in a swimming pool. And Janine counters back, they died for love. And then she's telling them how she found the Bible in their room and they can all agree that she was brave. Then it's her and Emily talking about their her first ceremony coming up tonight with Commander Lawrence. And June tells her she'll get through it. Just imagine the commander falling into a wood chipper or something. And Janine objects, saying that's awful. Come on, Janine. And then Emily tells June she's been dreaming about Oliver. It's his seventh birthday next week. And that's one of my favorite. I don't even know how to say the word. Is it GIF or Jeff? I can never remember. GIF? I say GIF, I but think, I'm not I say from GIF. another country. So. I, I say GIF. I think okay. it's uh gif but officially it's gif but i don't like that so okay maybe that's yeah like i yeah. definitely got conflicting information but i think that i reject that information like you said yes because it's just too weird <laughs> to say it like that yeah okay it's gifts then we're saying gifts anyway it's one of my favorite gifts when june says well we should celebrate and janine reminisces on how much she misses tequila and emily gets mushy and tells june she's so glad she got to see her again and then mm-hmm. later you realize this is kind of a goodbye for them or at least yeah. a goodbye walking mm-hmm. by dead people. I was thinking when they walked up to the wall that I didn't get the feeling in the earlier season. I don't know why, but it's like it's like the wall is a roadside attraction for them, right? It's it's really fucked, but yeah, it's like they are looking at the wall's latest exhibits right yeah. there. True. Uh, Eden and Isaac and everybody's looking uh, even the masters everyone goes there and takes a look and then they go their way right. again and that's day. absolutely true and it's really horrifying like they're like let's go walk by the wall in the first yeah. season right right hanging there today yeah actually i hadn't really thought about that before but you see the martha's down there looking yeah Ugh. And they, they go up and look down from up. The different angles. this time and then, yeah, we go downstairs. But no, they don't look at them when they go down. I, they just walk away. Right. So, it's more yeah. personal. I yeah, think. sure. But that's pretty fucked up and desensitized. Yeah. They're just sort of here to save attitude when they start talking about the ceremony that Emily's supposed to go through with Lawrence. June's like, sort of like she's, t- like you're talking about that disappointment. Yeah, yeah so you're right. Normal. It's, it's yeah. great. It was crazy. Yeah, you'll be fine. It literally, like, it didn't disappoint my good points there. Yeah, doesn't one go like, oh, I hate the first one. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You should hate all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it occurred to me that who is the fourth ma- uh, handmaid? It's the first thing. I, I don't know. I was going to ask. <laughs> I think it's Dolores, but I'm not quite sure. I think she looked like Dolores. Maybe she was it, maybe not. But then I realized who is who's walking partner? Because, I mean, Emily couldn't be June's walking partner now. And so is the one that we don't know her walking partner and Emily and Janine are now walking partners? It's like... I thought June and Janine were because, what was it, a couple episodes ago they were, when they were walking? <gasps> ah, um, yeah. On the bridge. Uh-huh. Yeah, when, when Isaac, yeah. And then I realized, wasn't Lawrence uh, supposed to be in another district? Or is it in the same district? Because I always thought he's in another, and now I thought then she wouldn't go to the wall there, right? Yeah, they must be in the same. Or maybe yeah. there's like, maybe the districts are small. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't think that was Dolores, though. I feel like she looks a lot different. Maybe I think the wings are uh, Throw it off. hiding a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Let's call her Dolores. Oh, and I think because Emily said, I'm glad I got to come back here. I'm glad I got to see you again, June. I think that Emily planned her assault right then and there, or even before that, because it's like she's saying goodbye, right? Yeah. She thinks she's going to die after this night. She's planning on to defend herself at the ceremony. Yeah, and then go down for it. Right, and then when that doesn't happen, she's like, well, shit, I have to kill somebody. Yeah, I think that's why she was getting all mushy on her. Uh, and then we're at Naomi's house and she looks like an evil queen, like looking over from above. But they come in and Angela, you get to see Angela and Holly in the same scene. And Angela's healthier again. And Naomi says she prays that things have settled at Serena's house. She's always getting digs in, like no matter what. 
<laughs> not, not that they can avoid discussing this, but it's all she ever does. But it is a perfect time to feel Naomi out on the future of their daughters, which Serena does. And then when she seems like warm to the idea, she asks what other wives might share their thoughts. And they go to the group. The scene fades away, but it looks as if they're going to speak to the group as a whole. Um, and there are a lot of wives there. It's dangerous. Yeah, and they turned to them when they walked up. So they, it's like they were expecting the queens of Gilead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the masses look for the babies while they are having their mm-hmm. sorays. Uh, yeah. And only those two babies are in that room. Oh, so the maybe babies, it's like so they are the queens. They are the mm-hmm. queens. They have the babies. So. Mm-hmm. Something about Naomi's costume also made me feel like oh. evil queenish. I don't know, something around her shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that was, but... That was sure. extravagant, yeah. Yeah. And then Emily comes down to prepare for the ceremony, and there's music playing in the house, a song called Itchy Poo Park by Small Faces. And before she goes into the study, she starts like frantically looking for a weapon, and she finds a knife. She's really over being a handmaid at this point. No more. Although, maybe it's more than that since she attacks Libya later it's maybe she's just had enough of Gilead period then Mm -hmm. when Lawrence enters the study Lawrence notices her kneeling there but he kind of pretends to just be about his business yelling about he's just fucking with her he just likes yeah torturing I mean like he's entertained by it it's not malicious I think maybe (laughs) okay maybe Uh, yeah it's not like he likes torturing her yeah yeah but he's speaking a bit softer to her so I I, uh, was not sure if he really noticed her or right yeah. i think he did i think he's just talking with her but who knows anyway it takes a bit for him to finally be like what are you doing down there she's like uh we have a ceremony and he's like no i'm not doing that with you get up i looked the song up because i know some uh, most of them uh, are there for a reason and it's about skipping school to hang out at a park and it's like <laughs> it's funny because they're skipping the ceremony, ceremony. <laughs> it's like he's <laughs> He's, have, uh, he's putting that song on for a reason. That's and funny. The lyrics say, what did, I, did you do there? I got high. And then uh, people got riled up because it's a song about getting high. And he said, no, it's like we used to go to a park called Ichiku. And we used to bunk off school and groove there. And we got high, but we didn't smoke. We just got high from not going to school. So it's like um, they, he's getting high from the fact that he's uh, defying Gilead's laws. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. Yeah. So I really love that they put that song in there. Yeah. And then uh, Lawrence talks about how can I motivate employees if I can't leverage salaries <laughs> <laughs> and he says Hertzberg right and I mean he shows that he doesn't really want to see them as slaves because yeah. he isn't really confirming with that but then I looked Hertzberg up and it's uh, Frederick Hertzberg was an psychologist who came became one of the most influential names in business management and he did the motivator hygiene theory, the two-factor theory of job satisfaction. How do you motivate employees? And so Lawrence name-dropping him, it's like he, he's aware that Emily is educated and that she's a professor. And so he's like enjoying the fact that he can just name-drop yeah. something like that. And he, he's sure that she knows what he's talking about. Yes. So it's like he enjoys his little conversations even though they don't really have conversations (laughs) one-sided conversations yeah it's too bad they don't we don't have long with the two of them would be interesting to watch yeah for longer Mm -hmm. then we're with the commanders and serena walks in and one of the commanders makes a joke about fred forgetting his lunch (laughs) which is obnoxious and serena says we are here to propose an amendment and she turns around and the wives all walk in behind her and she says the holy scripture is a gift given to all of humanity we believe that our sons and daughters should be taught to read it which putnam calls a radical proposal and serena says it's offered with the deepest respect and love for my daughter and all the daughters of gilead but fred looks like angry the whole time oh yeah and says they'll consider it but serena's not done yet she takes out eden's bible and starts reading as some of the wives like take off behind her terrified i feel like she could have chosen a better excerpt I thought the entire scene was so funny because the moment all the other wives walked in behind Serena, the men, they were so intimidated. Oh, yeah. I missed it. By this group of women (laughs) suddenly coming into their chamber, their man cave or whatever. Yeah. Which literally is the reason that they don't allow daughters to read because they're trying to avoid 
this yeah. exact scenario of women mm-hmm. challenging them, you know? It was surely all of their wives from the council, plus yeah. more of them, because it was like 30 oh, yeah. women, I, I counted them, 30 women came in, and the council is like, what did we say, nine? Yeah, nine, I think. Yeah, along those lines. But I realized that behind the women, on the other side, there was a whole crowd of men, most likely other commanders, they are not on the council, but they still get to sit in the okay. council meeting, oh, I didn't know that. maybe to hear the things and to spread the word, I don't know, but it's like hmm. they are the crowd to huh. listen. I missed yeah. that entirely. Yeah, I didn't see that either. It. I didn't either. But I noticed that, I think that Serena wouldn't have read the Bible if she would have noticed that they really took her seriously. But Fred is like, yeah, yeah, we will suddenly discuss the issue. And yeah. she looks at him like, I see your bullshit and I yeah. call you out. And then she opened the Bible. So that was kind of funny because yeah. it's like, it was like a standoff between those two, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But they walk out and after they leave, Naomi tells Serena she shouldn't have done that. And Serena says, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. William Basil King, a Canadian minister, said that. And Fred comes out and he thanks the women for the interest in their work, making it like, to me, like as condescending as he can, right? And basically dismisses them. And Serena stays behind and, and tells them, I did this to set an example for our daughter. And Fred says, and so you have, right before they take her away. And she's screaming. Ah, oh, he's worse. Yeah. But there is that small moment where Naomi was trying to look educated <laughs> when she <laughs> says, oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> That was funny, yeah. yeah. I also kind of liked that Serena thought Fred would do anything. Yeah. But, you know, coming up later in the episode, he's going to tell June that he has power. He's a high-ranking commander. Yeah, so he I could let her that. stay in the house if you if she mm-hmm. wanted, right? If he wants. Mm-hmm. So to me, that says he could have had the power to stop what happened to Serena. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And he chose not to because she made him look bad. She came and... Yeah. It's his wife that's, you know, misbehaving in front of all of his friends and made him look bad. So even if, you know, they had said, well, do you want to show some leniency? I think he probably was like, no, let's go ahead and give her the punishment she's supposed to have for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's he just a cruel to- power. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. He wants that power. He wants to keep, yeah. you know, it's like the Eden thing when he was praising her father for turning her in, you know, he's doing the thing. He should be protecting his wife. But he's not. He's doing what Gilead says he should do, which is enforce his punishment on her. Yeah. Yeah, he's putting her uh, back into her place, I guess, too. Not even just uh, in Gilead, but um, in their household, too, because she's like acting up again and again and again. And now he's like fed up and says, okay, punish her because she needs a beating. (laughs) I don't know. I guess he thought that the beating was enough that he already gave her. I think that. Fred secretly or maybe not so secretly likes that Serena and June are powerful because when he can dominate them like it gives yeah. them, him even more of like an ego boost sure yes yeah mm-hmm. I agree plus Gilead's a very boring place so mm-hmm. I think he probably enjoys these but he didn't like being embarrassed no and then Lydia's visiting Emily and she's delighted that the ceremony went so splendidly and I was surprised because when Emily doesn't answer to off Joseph right away, I was surprised Lydia calls her Emily like two seconds later mm-hmm. to get through to her. And she's alternating between telling her to be appreciative and calling her perverse and degenerative. But it's when she says, it's like I cut out your tongue, referencing removing her clit that Emily decides she's had enough. And she attacks. She stabs her in the back and she hits her. She knocks her down the stairs and she goes down after her and keeps kicking her. She definitely wants her dead. And I'm here for it because Aunt Lydia deserves it. Do you think that if Cora hadn't intervened, do you think Emily would have finished it? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think so. Emily already uh, killed two people by then, so she doesn't have that barrier probably anymore. Right. that we have, yeah. Yeah, she's totally suicidal. And I, this time I watched her reactions a bit more, and Lydia was leaning towards the bed and taking her coat off and cleaning a bit because she wasn't... <laughs> wasn't happy with the fact that the coat was lying there I guess and Emily looks a little freaked when Lydia grabs the coat and I wondered and then 
later she takes out the knife under the uh, blanket that lies directly under the coat. So she probably thought Lydia notices be before she can even do anything with the knife. So that was the first thing. And then while Lydia talks and Emily doesn't talk back, Emily's face gets, gets more and more and more livid. And you see how she really completely breaks. And I mean, she was suicidal already, but I think this was the last drop. And then she yeah. thought, okay, I, I'm done. But the moment uh, when Cora puts her back into the room and she's alone, and then he, she's totally happy and like a maniac. Yes. Mm -hmm. Laughing and crying at the same time. And then she gets panic. I right. think that's really the moment when it sinks in that now she's going to die. Right. And she wanted it, but now she doesn't want it. It looks right. like, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible yeah. acting now. I love yeah. it. Yeah. The, the yeah. high at first, like, I did it. I hate that bitch. I did it. And then, like, <laughs> as it sets in, like, oh, fuck, what have I done? I'm fucked. Yeah. Right. Did she win? She won, I mean, was it for this season or last season? I know for season one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. I, I think she got a nomination, yeah. Yeah, she's been nominated mm -hmm. every year, I think. But then we're at the Waterford house again and Serena and Fred get home and June answers the door and she can tell there's something very off about everything. And I'm annoyed Serena's letting him touch her. I'd kill him. But he walks her up to the bedroom and helps her take off her cloak and June's following, like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And Fred just tells June that they've had a difficult day, but all will be well from here on. And tells Serena to lay down. And he puts a wedding ring on the table, which... I'm assuming it's hers, but it looks so wide. It looks so much like a man's wedding ring to me. Either way, it's appropriate as he definitely betrayed his marital vows when he did this to her. And he says he will go make her tea and leaves the room. And June shuts the door and sits next to Serena and says what happened. And Serena slowly unwraps her hand and holds up to June to see where her pinky or half of her pinky has been removed. And she says, I tried. And I love the scene. And like Yvonne mm -hmm. Strahovski is fucking amazing because I spend half of my time, no, more than half of my time, <laughs> desperately wanting Serena to die a painful, slow death. And then there's moments like these where I'm like, yeah. this is so sweet. Like, not sweet, but I don't know. This is a moment Sad. that's something mm -hmm. good. I feel like, do you guys think that, like, I feel like this is the first true moment that Serena was like really vulnerable with June? Because I was like trying yeah. to think before like it's obviously she was beaten before but she but she locked her out then when yeah she locked her out yeah so this time yeah. she lets her and she puts her hand on her yeah mm -hmm. they have a legitimate moment and then yeah, you really uh, feel for her though yes. because she she really she really tried this time it's like not mm -hmm. um i mean of course she only does it after she has the baby uh, and kind of yes. call her own and she thinks of her future and before that she didn't care shit about anybody but at least <laughs> now she tried and she really tried and yeah I, I felt for her even though I hated her guts still because I mean the rape yeah. Uh, yeah and I was surprised that she didn't blame June for what happened to her yeah in some twisted way yeah, yeah. And then June goes down to the kitchen where Fred's being completely worthless as usual. He can't even make a, <laughs> make a cup of tea. Well, he managed. He gave, she showed him where it was. Yeah, right. I was really perplexed by how pretty the tray looked afterwards. Because yeah, he that's true. the rest himself. So probably <laughs> he still remembers from before Gilead how he has done shit himself. So. <laughs> I like that... Um, Lawrence too is calling earlier for his Martha. It's just yeah. like shows like yeah. how completely helpless they are without their Marthas. It's yeah. crazy. I also like that anytime someone's missing in this house, they're arranging an escape for June. Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was like, Rita's absent. And now like, yeah. <laughs> we've seen the episode, we know why she was absent. She was nice. out making plans. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls for Rita. Yeah. Yes, he's calling for Rita. And then Fred says, God send me an God send me an obedient woman. <laughs> and, yeah and june says you let them do that to serena and he says serena needed to be we all have our roles to play serena needed to be reminded of hers 
And if you play the role of an obedient handmaid, you can stay in the house. And June says it's not allowed. And he says rules can be bent for a high ranking commander. And I wrote that too. Extra obnoxious on the heels of what he just did to Serena. Yeah. But he is offering June what she wants most in the world to be close to her daughter. And Fred mm-hmm. says, we can try again for a boy this time. I hate him. And she says, go fuck yourself, Fred. She's the best. I love her so much. Amazing. Because mm-hmm. he's offering her her baby, but she knows everything that it comes with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bells. He's yeah. also dangling Hannah, isn't in front of her? Yeah, he's like, yeah. we could go see Hannah too. Oh, but he's yeah, offering her nice. everything he knows she wants. Yeah, I'm surprised mm-hmm. even after she says "fuck you," go fuck yourself, Fred. That he yeah offers her more, but he does. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so yeah, offers her Hannah. I may be able to arrange more visits with Hannah. So he's now literally offering her everything she wants as long as she behaves properly and she's so angry and, but he tells her to think about it and leaves the room and i just think the fact that he has the power to give her everything she wants but only in exchange for being raped and abused it just it's unfathomable i wondered at first why he would want that because obviously june is not obedient to him <laughs> um and she will have her flare ups every now and then and he hates it but i think the fact that if he would get her a bit more under control and they would work together so she can have a kid and mm-hmm. he can get what he wants, he can stay better in his position as a high-ranking commander or at almost the highest rank, right? Uh, because he knows that she even has some pull over Serena. And if June feels better, then probably Rita will behave more. So he knows that everything is linked to June and when he gets her to to be a good girl then everyone will follow yeah and keep his position it's all about his position it's not for a boy it's about him keeping the position because every time his household falls apart he gets punished as well right right but i feel like most of that's june's fault i think he likes how june intellectually like stimulates him almost like she's a good she goes head to head with him very well i think he likes the push the back and forth with her a lot yeah and she's mm-hmm. a thing that he has not tamed. I think that he actually likes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the moment of, uh, that I was referring to at first, because here you can see that June gets that glimmer of hope that she can stay with Holly. And it looked like she has uh, really closed that bridge before. So now he's opening the door for her again. So maybe yeah. she can stay. And she thought she never gets stay so her reaction was showing me that she really closed off the chapter in her life and really thought that this was it and she would never get her baby out and get to be with her oh god her her face work in this again it's like she's sadly the change is getting worse and worse and worse and yeah at the end it looks like she's barely holding it together I mean, I actually hadn't thought of this before, believe it or not, but he's even offering her Nick basically on a platter. Yeah. Nick would be there too. Yeah. Yeah. But she's strong to not give in to that. And then Lawrence is ushering Emily out of the house like quickly and, and Eleanor, his wife, is upset and, and she yells after them, it was nice knowing you. And in the car, he tells Emily she must be so proud of herself and turns the music up loud and it's Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox, which is appropriate. And he's still just fucking with her, I think. And she is crying. She's like sobbing in the back because she thinks she's being taken to her death. I'm quite sure. Mm-hmm. So Eleanor, she doesn't seem like she's thinking that he's going to kill her off. I think she knew that when he's leading her away, that she won't die, but will get sent somewhere. She's like, she's saying, yeah, I didn't get to say goodbye. It was nice knowing you. It's like, Normally, she was so horrified by what her husband did before. She would yell at him and say, don't kill her or something like that. But she doesn't. And he's only saying, you don't need to be a part of this. It's like he wants to protect her from the fact that maybe if he goes down for it, maybe she doesn't have to. But of course, we know that if the commander goes down, everyone will. So that doesn't make any difference. But I think... That she knows that she's not going to get her killed. So that was my... Oh, and the the part where he says, you like music? Who doesn't like music? And then after Emily cries and he turns the music off again and and she says, stop, stop. And he's like, oh, not a music fan. (laughs) Then June's in the nursery with Holly when Rita comes in and tells her that they can get her out if she goes now. So 
when she saw the three of them together as a family and on the heels of what happened to Eden, she clearly resolved to get them out and immediately made it happen. And we see now that there's a house fire outside to create a distraction. And Nick is looking up at the house repeatedly. Like to me, it seems like he knows what's going on and he's nervous and just looking out for his chance to, to help further. And June runs to gather stuff and then decides to stay and what carve Tainolite Carborundurum into the wall. Time she should obviously not have wasted, but as this is a television show, I did I did like the extra touch. Really yeah. ties the room together. Yeah. <laughs> I love that June got to breastfeed her uh, Holly on her own in the room. Yeah. yeah. And Serena mm-hmm. wasn't even, I mean, maybe she was still crying about her finger. So I don't know. <laughs> I think she was very heavily medicated. On yeah, probably. Yeah. Paid medication. But um, since the night before, um, June and Nick were in the room totally unbothered so i think that serena really doesn't care about holly in the night right i doubt that serena does any of like the unglamorous parts of motherhood yeah. she looked like she do- uh, does it in the first episode we see her with holly maybe yeah, yeah. because she didn't give rita the crying baby but i think mm-hmm. in the night it's just too much for her <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah and rita rita is saying uh, we can get you out. And June is saying, who is we? And she's first says friends and then masters. And I was wondering if she, if the friends and then the masters are the same or if she's saying friends and then and masters. <laughs> but probably it's the same. But You want it to be Nick and Martha's. It would hint a bit at Nick if she would have let it just at fr- leave it as friends because he's a friend too. So yeah, yeah I agree with you that he surely has to have known. He uh, ushers the other guardians away and then he looks at the house and looks totally concerned, panicky, I don't know. And it looked like he knows if he doesn't go now and go to her, he will never see her again. And this is his last chance. Yeah, I agree. June goes back to Rita who hands her the baby and she does give that look. She does see Nick outside the window. He looks up at the right time. And they look at each other for a long beat, and then he gives her the sad, like, I mean, not sad, but the goodbye, like, encouragement nod, you gotta go. And it's sweet. And she's off. And Fred sees the fires, and he calls for Nick, and he asks Rita what's going on. Everything's starting to concern him for some reason. And he goes upstairs. I love the look Rita gives him on the landing, though. Yeah, really I was gonna say, can we you. just praise Amanda yeah. for yes. that? Yes. That was amazing. Okay. He's, like, daring him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he knew what was going on then. Yeah. <laughs> he sees the nursery's empty and June, June's room is empty. And then Nick comes in and he looks at Rita and runs up the stairs to continue with his part of the escape. And when he's in the hallway, Fred's turning back around and telling him to go downstairs, get a search team. And Nick approaches him, puts his hand on his shoulder and uses his other hand to show Fred his gun in a threatening manner. He's not going to let him leave to form a search team. And Nick says, it's too dangerous out there. We'll stay here. And once again, Fred looks absolutely baffled that somebody would do this for someone else. Like, just cannot understand. Yeah. The script said there that Nick, when Nick, when Fred said my child, that angered Nick. Like, no, it's not your child. Like, this is what you do if you're going to protect your child. I'm going to stop you. Right. And yeah. No, I like that. I was surprised, though, that Fred got it so quickly. Because when he notices that something was going on, he just goes outside, really not, not that fast. And then he calls for Nick and Nick isn't there. And then he sees Rita and it's like, it trickles in that it has to have something to do with June. And it happened so quickly. And I was really amazed that Fred, who does never <laughs> notice any other shit, yeah. <laughs> and immediately goes and looks for June and the baby. I mean, it's yeah. a fire outside. It's another house, right? Yeah, Fred um, is not that smart. <laughs> no, but okay, this time. And I mean, Nick, Nick slowly going up the stairs, totally unhurried. And he yeah. goes to Fred like with already the hand on his um, gun. Mm-hmm. So he was prepared. He knew what would happen. I love that he first he says, you stay inside. And then Fred's completely enraged and then when he holds him back he's like we'll stay here right (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a high pressure moment and he's really Mm -hmm. 
slow, he's deliberate. He really yeah. manages to do that mm-hmm. calmly. Calmly, yeah. Yeah, and to take full control of the situation, yes. which is yeah. very impressive. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then the Martha comes to get June and Serena sees them, runs out, and she wants her baby. June says, Serena, I can get her out. She can not grow up here. You know she can't. And she starts appealing to her love. Um, she says, I know you love her so much. I know I've seen it. I know you can do this. I know how much you love her. And Yvonne's acting again. Mm-hmm. She deserves an Emmy. Uh, and Serena says, finally says, let me have her. And it seems like maybe she's not going to do the right thing. But then she says to say goodbye. And she gives blessings to her sweet Nicole, kisses her. June's even crying, but she's also getting nervous because they're running out of time. And Serena hands the baby back to her and June says blessings on you, Serena, and holds her hand. I was surprised that she really gave her back. Yeah. Yeah. I my theory on that is she was very highly medicated on painkillers and she wasn't thinking correctly. Like she was still very affected by what had happened to her. And then on top of that, she was medicated, you know, because Fred came in with a big bag of medic, you know, medication when they came in. That's just my theory. I think it was a combination of she was a little loopy from probably being on pain medication. And also she just had something very traumatic happen to her. Mm -hmm. And I think if that had not happened, she would not have let the baby go. It was just, she was in the, she was very vulnerable at that moment. It was a good night. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good night for that to happen. Exactly. I swear I get chills and tears watching the organization of the Martha Network and mm-hmm. everybody helping her and calling her June. And it's just so moving. I wish we saw more of the Martha Network, but this is a beautiful glimpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they really got their shit together. There are helicopters searching for her now. I would think that an escape would make a lot more sense in the middle of the night. The helicopters weren't looking for her because I'd had the same thought, but Fred is still held back. I know. I was, I was wondering, what are the helicopters for? The no, fire? because uh, there are um, three or four places where there are fires already. That's not just one. There were, um, in the first time we see the fire from above, mm-hmm. it was two or three that I could notice. And later on, when she uh, crosses over the uh, street, then we see another few from above and we see another fire that was not in the same area that, than the others before. So they really put there multiple. So I guess the helicopter was there to help uh, say where the fires were and right. if there were more. Yeah. yeah. They're putting a lot into this escape. Yes. And I wonder for who the escape was because I don't think they can do that in one night. It wasn't Emily at first. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's also possible they were looking for the people who set the fires. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yes. And June's soothing Holly when she seems to get scared that she's lost Hannah's picture and all the running, but she's relieved when she finds it and she starts remembering Hannah. She shows Hannah's picture to Holly, says, this is your sister, isn't she pretty? It's cute because June sort of made fun of Serena earlier for talking to the baby about Lily's, but now she's talking to her. And she tells Holly she's going to meet Hannah one day. And then a car pulls up and June sees Emily and Lawrence says, Godspeed to her. And, and June calls out for Emily. And Emily's like, what is happening? This is not what I was expecting. And Lawrence says, well, I'm getting myself in deep shit. And June's like, you're getting out. You're getting out of Gilead. And then as the truck pulls up, Lawrence just keeps yelling things after her. They're all yours. Have a nice life. Keep away from drugs. So funny. (laughs) Excellent advice, Lawrence. Uh, And you can just kind of tell June's going to do something dumb. Mm-hmm. dumb to me agreed emily is yelling at her to hurry but she very slowly may i add that drove me nuts walks to emily to hand her holly mm-hmm. texts the picture of hannah in and says call her nicole for serena's sake and tell her i love her and then the truck speeds off and june pulls her cloak up and walks off she looks cool that was my last yes time. but i think um june already decides to stay back uh, when she's thinking of hannah and telling holly that they will meet one day and she puts the picture into Holly's blanket because she knows she's not going with them. I have to disagree because who's going to take her fucking baby? Yeah, no, but... She, like, she can trust Emily, but she can't trust, like, the driver. He realizes she can't leave. I think she realizes she can't leave in that moment. And Yeah. But she thinks somebody will bring her out. So maybe she thinks that she can give them the baby so the baby gets out and she doesn't. I don't think she decides it until she sees Emily. Because, yeah. yeah. I thought the same thing when I rewatched it. I thought when she tucked the picture into the blankets, I was like, oh, she's deciding she's staying. Like, this is it. But I hadn't thought about who would have taken the baby. I guess would she just have not gone with the baby 
too like which they've just both say she can't do that no i agree with kate (laughs) no but she's uh, after saying that she kisses her goodbye she is almost crying she she tucks her in closer and she kisses her multiple times and she hugs her and it's like she's saying goodbye but like the first time she escaped it didn't work a guardian like these guys are trying to help her and they're not going to take the baby because there's multiple stages of escape. She's now been through it and she knows how it works or doesn't work sometimes. I agree she wants to not leave Hannah at that point. And yeah. certainly if she sees the opportunity. That's but what I was about to say. I don't say. think she knows. Yeah, I don't think she can possibly think that it would be the right move as a mother unless until she sees Emily. Someone she trusts. Yeah, I was going to say maybe she got the idea and then yeah. when she saw Emily was there, now she got mm-hmm. the opportunity. So she okay, took maybe, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's definitely something changing there and happening in her brain. That there's, yeah, you're totally right. When she's thinking about Hannah, that's changing. Mm-hmm. But I think until she saw Emily, it couldn't be executed. Maybe she thought that she can bring her over and then go back. Yeah, oh my is. goodness. Yeah. It is a very, it is a, strikes me something that june would think though like yeah. 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 Drop her off and then i'll run back right. <laughs> okay i think that's a wrap on our spoiler free analysis of season two episode third of season two actually season two is done oh. Oh, another oh. season in the books and like i don't know 50 plus episodes so good job everybody come back on wednesday for our deep dive into this episode and if you're a shining girls fan come back tomorrow for our discussion of the shining girls season finale big big finale week thanks for listening bye Bye. you know i think about us the three of us what we could be i think about it all the time please it's terrible no it's not i know june she's my friend i care about her how's your day going you look pretty Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. 